The following recording is a presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Rohnert Park, California, and of Pastor Val Mark Smith. We are an independent Baptist congregation committed to the accurate presentation of the historical doctrines of the faith. We welcome your visit to our services anytime here in the Rohnert Park area. Uh, let's look to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I uh, come before you. We think come before you with grateful hearts. Uh, realizing that you're the God who spoke the world into existence. You said, let there be light, and there was light. And you're a God that, in the midst of the storm, you said, peace be still, and the, and the storm calmed. And yet, in the matter of our salvation, you could simply have said, thy sins be forgiven thee. You could have spoken our sins, and it would have been forgiven but you're a holy and a righteous God, a God that demands payment for sin. You told Adam and Eve that if they disobeyed you and ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that they would surely die. And we're so grateful that you could have just said, you're forgiven. But we know that this, the wages of sin is death. And we're grateful that God commended his love toward us and that while we yet sinners, Christ died for us. There was no other way. You couldn't have spoken our our, our, our sins away and forgiven us. There had to have been blood and had to have been death. And we're so thankful, Lord, that you would, by the grace of God, would taste death for every man. And Lord, we're just so unworthy, but we're thankful for your grace. And we're thankful that we could come before you boldly unto the throne of grace because of what you've done for us. We pray for Mrs. Smith, Lord, you know her condition better than the doctors, better than all of us, better than all the experts. And so, Lord, we, we trust in your love and your grace and your mercy. We pray, Lord, that you would raise her up and that, Lord, she could be back in the, in the, in the house of God to worship and serve, Lord, amongst her husband and others in this uh, beloved church family. Lord, we, I thank you, Lord. I, you know, I uh, <clears throat> would have no idea just even two, three weeks ago I'd even be here. But Lord, we thank you that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are, who are the called according to his purpose. And Father, I, I also thank you that my dad is, is recovering well. And um, yet, Lord, I pray for his spiritual vision. Lord, he's blind. He's in darkness. I pray you bring him out of that. Turn him from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. Lord, he's 89 years old. Lord, you've left him. Uh, he's close to 90. And Lord, you're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And may your goodness lead them to repentance. And may, may you get the glory and praise in the salvation. Father, we uh, thank you for this opportunity to bring forth your word. Father, you know I'm not worthy. I'm I'm nothing. apart from your grace. And I pray, Lord, that you'd help me to be a, a vessel that you can fill, that I can, first of all, Lord, glorify you and, Lord, to, to build up your people here. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> uh, turn with me to Matthew chapter 1, briefly, Matthew chapter 1. <clears throat> Tonight, let's see, I'm looking at the time here. Matthew chapter 1. When we get to Matthew chapter 1, I just want to ask a question. Um, 
I know this is normally we would call the, we would look at this around Christmas time. I know there's Easter coming up. I wasn't planning to be away from, from Beijing during Easter time. But I'm thankful for a number of things. Uh, when <coughs> we decided that uh, I wasn't, you know, we have three, we have three children. I, I appreciate your prayers and your support for uh, our family and our ministry there. Um, when we said, we decided, well, I'll take Jesus with me. I didn't really want Joyce to have to watch over three children by herself. Um, you know, when you're, when you're a full-time mother, sometimes we go to work from 9 to 5 or 9 to 6. You know, being a, a, a homeschool mother, she, sometimes she wonders, well, um, when do I get the clock out? <laughs> Isn't that so true? She says, when do I get the clock out? And uh, so I thought, well, I better take justice. I'll at least take one away, and you get to watch two. And uh, my, my mother and father-in-law, they, they're about an eight-hour train ride away in, in Harbin area. And they, uh, we, we left on Monday, and then they arrived on Thursday. They arrived three days later, so my mother and father-in-law are there helping out as well. And my mother-in-law, she's been listening to the audio Bible. We bought her a portable audio Bible, and she's been listening to that. I mean, sometimes you use the term listen to religiously, but she's been listening to almost three times a day. Every time she cooks a meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, she's been listening to the audio Bible. And we're excited on Sunday, this past Sunday, which is Palm Sunday, she, she went to church, and we're excited about that. And she's going to be staying until at least Charity's birthday. Charity will turn two on April 14th. And so we're, we're excited. Um, on Easter Sunday, we actually have one of our own men from the church. He'll be, he'll be leading for the first time with no missionaries. And uh, so we're excited about that. And Brother, Brother Lee just led the Bible study last night. Uh, Beijing right now is 15 hours ahead of us. And so uh, and we, we, we have the Bible study in his home, uh, the, the midweek service. And so I was excited to hear that uh, he, he took delight and be able to um, teach and preach the Word of God last night. So that was a blessing, watching him grow. He doesn't know it yet, but I'm grooming him to, to pastor the church. <laughs> so, so, so pray for Brother Lee, <laughs> if you will. And, and we're, we're looking forward to having Brother Gary come. In just a well, matter of days. So we're, we're excited to have him come. Matthew chapter 1 here, Matthew 1. Um, if you don't mind, why don't we stand one more time and, and stretch a little bit and as we, as we um, read the Word of God. Matthew chapter 1. And <clears throat> as we read here, um, we'll look at the gene- genealogies briefly, and there's a reason why we're going to do this. Uh, if we look at f- chapter 1, verse 17 here, uh, let's read this together here. It says, so all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations, and from David into the carrying away into Babylon are 14 generations, and from the carrying away into Babylon unto Christ are 14 generations. Now, if we just do simple addition here, um, from the time that God called Abraham out of the Ur of the Chaldees and promised him a seed, of which the Son of God, of which the Messiah would would, would, would come through the, the line of Abraham. How many generations from Abraham all the way to, to the birth of Christ in Bethlehem? We read from Abraham to David, and then from David to the carrying away into Babylon, and from Babylon, carrying away into Babylon to Christ. How, how many altogether? It seems like from Abraham to David are 14. From David to Babylon to 14, from Babylon to? It's 42 generations, right? From Abraham all the way to the birth of Christ, it seemed to indicate there were 42 generations. Now, is that short or long? But during this time, though, the Jews, did, did they know that there would be 42 generations? Absolutely not. They had no idea. 
Okay, you can be seated. Thank you for standing. Okay. Now, let me, I, uh, as, I just want to refresh your memory here. I mean, when Abraham, now, we take this for granted. Okay? We see here there's 42 generations. But for Abraham, was it easy from Abraham to Isaac? How difficult was it between Abraham just to Isaac, just to the next generation? Do you remember how difficult it was? I mean, it was so difficult, in fact, that Abraham, number one, I'm just going to summarize because of this, for the sake of time, he thought, Lord, I think it's in Genesis chapter 15 here, he says, I don't think uh, Sarai, she's, she's barren. Um, she's just, I'm sorry, she's not able to give birth. So I, I think we need to have a plan B here. I think plan B should be my servant Eliezer. Maybe the inheritance could f- fall through me because I'm Eliezer's master. Do you remember this? Verse 15. And he says, no, 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 it's going to be from your bowels. The Lord told him very carefully. He says, okay, all right, okay. And so, I don't know, they kept trying, and after a while they said, no, this is okay, plan B, God didn't like plan B. Plan A would have been having faith in God and praying, but he said, okay, well, let's have a plan B. Eliezer, no, okay, bring me plan C. Sarah says, well, why don't you try, why don't you try Haggai? Oh, Haggai, I'm sorry, Haggai. I'm sorry, Haggai, my Egyptian servant. And so Abraham says, okay, well, plan C sounds pretty good because plan A, this prayer stuff is not working. So let's forget prayer. Okay, it's not Eliezer. Let's go to plan C. Okay, all right, let's, let's, Hagar. All right, Hagar, and we know what happened. She ended up having Ishmael. Was that the promised seed? It was not at all. And then finally, when God allowed him to have a child, he was about 99, Sarah, her name was changed now. She was, how old was Sarah? 90. And then after a little while, God wanted Isaac to be offered, up, offered as a sacrifice. Genesis 24, I believe. Oh, 22, I'm sorry, 22. On Mount Moriah, is that right? So you think, wow, God is making things very difficult. I mean, thinking, you're reading very simply here, Matthew 1, 17. There's 42 generations. But that first generation, that was, that was really challenging. And then here's, a, here's something that I want us to see here. Look at the Genesis 25. Genesis 25. And I've read through my Bible, I don't know how many times. I, I really don't. Maybe close to 20, if not more times, cover to cover. Genesis Revelation. But I just noticed this, I think about a year ago, two years ago. Genesis 25. Genesis 25, verse number 20 here. Genesis 25, verse number 20. Because a lot of times we read through the genealogies and we take a lot of things for granted, do we not? We just read it, we're just passing through, okay, all right, from, from uh, Abraham to David, 14 generations, from David to the carrying away to Babylon, 14 generations, from the carrying away to Babylon to Christ, 14 generations. Okay, we're done. That's one verse. 14 generations, just like that. I read that in about, I don't know, 20 seconds, less. But that first generation from Abraham to Isaac, boy, that... <laughs> If, if, if only it just went by in 20 seconds, I mean, that would have been easy. Is that right? But it wasn't. And notice it didn't get easier. Look at Genesis 25. Genesis 25. Look at verse number 20 here. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Are we there? Okay. Genesis 25. Look at verse 20. And Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife. And that wasn't easy either. Remember Abraham's servant? It's almost like, a, I don't know how many of us were, have ever been married because it was an arranged marriage. Our, mom, our, our parents helped us <laughs> introduce somebody. But Abraham sent a servant to help him find a wife. 
And so he was 40 years old, and the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of, how do you want to pronounce that? Pandanaram, the sister to Laban, the Syrian. And then look at verse number 21. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. You know, I've read that through so many times. I just, it just read it through, and I was done. But I don't know how many of us took notice that even Rebecca, she was barren. She was barren as well. And in fact, her barrenness led to Isaac to entreat the Lord. What does that mean? Okay, he was earnestly asking, he was begging, he was imploring, he was praying. Now, I don't know how many of you have, have children or even grandchildren, but I'll be honest with you, being a father of three Three, three kids right now, uh, two, two sons and, and a daughter. I've never, I'll be honest with you, I've never prayed that the Lord opened my wife's womb. I never, I, never, I never have. Never have. I mean, I never, honestly, I never sat there and said, Lord, um, you know, I'd like to be a father one day. Uh, you know, all these generations of Wongs, I don't know how many Wongs are, are Christians. In fact, I, have, I don't even know of one right now. And I'm hoping that finally in the Wong family, we could, we could start a Christian family here. It's a couple of generations, you know. I've never earnestly implored the Lord, entreated the Lord, so my wife could have children. Does this make sense? And it was almost like the Lord put difficulty in Isaac's life because it almost seems like he could take things for granted. Could he not? He says, uh, you're the, we say it so often, hey, you're the, you're the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Isn't that mentioned all throughout the Old Testament many times? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Was it that easy, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? It was not easy at all. It wasn't easy at all. And so for Isaac, he says, for all this stuff, and for Isaac, he had to have a step of faith. He had to think, well, Abraham, are you really my father or my grandfather? I mean, come on, how many, how many people would have a child of be, be a father age 99? He's probably sitting there like, are you really my father? <laughs> I mean, Really? I, I think you're my grandfather. I don't know about this. But when he offered him up at Mount Moriah, you know, you don't read him. He was, he was a, a, a type of Christ. You don't, you don't see him arguing, fighting. He was willing to be offered up. He showed a lot of faith. And here he thinks, wow, you know, okay, um, my, my, my father Abraham, a miracle. My mother, a miracle. He's like, okay, well, you said through, through my father's seed, and I'm the next one, and, and one of these days, the Son of God's going to be born, the Messiah. But here he is, he's, his wife is barren. Now, at this point, he can say, let's see, um, what did my father do here? My father says, Eliezer. No, no, that wasn't God's plan. Let's see, do I find another wife? I mean, my, my, uh, my father found Hagar. Oh, no, 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 I remember what Ishmael did to me. Isn't it easy how we get away from God's plan, God's will, which is, the, which is plan A? God has no plan B. And when did Isaac finally become a father? Do you remember? When did he become a father here? Let's look a little bit further down here. Let's see. I believe it's in verse number. Well, we'll keep reading it. We'll, we'll, we'll find it there. Uh, it's in verse 20. I'm sorry, I, have, I should have it right here. Verse number. 
26, I believe. Is it 26? <clears throat> if we read here, and after that uh, came, verse 26, his brother out, and he took hold on Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob, and Isaac was, how old was he? Verse 26, right? Three score years old when she bare him. He was 60. I'll ask another question. How many of you know of any couple who, who had their first child after they'd been married for 20 years? Hey, we've been married for 20 years. We're expecting our first child. What? <laughs> Did you hear that right? Now, the Bible does not record when he began to entreat the Lord. I don't know how long uh, a, a, a period of time passed before he says, Oh, this is this, this next generation from Abraham's line. This is, this is not that easy. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, it wasn't that easy. And he began to think... Ooh, I better start entreating the Lord here. We know in James 4, it says, We have not because we ask not. Amen? And this, this matter of prayer, you know, we can't take it for granted. One command from the Bible that's very clear that we should never stop doing is prayer. Amen? I think it's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. Pray without ceasing. It doesn't say sing without ceasing. Although I enjoy singing uh, here tonight. We had a great time, praising the Lord. Uh, but it doesn't say sing, uh, sing without ceasing. It doesn't say preach without ceasing. It doesn't say read your Bible without ceasing. It says pray without ceasing. In Isaiah 56, verse number 7, it says, In my house shall be known of all nations the house of prayer. Prayer, prayer is so important. We should be characterized as a people that prays. Um, you know, I, I realized this maybe several years ago, that a lot of times we come to church, and it's, it's, a, it's a place to hear good preaching, and I, I know we hear good preaching here through, through uh, Pastor Smith and some of the other men that, that have an opportunity to teach and preach the Word of God. And, you know, sometimes when we, when we reflect and we look back, and I've, I've already said it here before and, and other times that we've, we've come by here, but, you know, as... Our church, known as, a, as a, a place of prayer, a house of prayer, you know, when I look back at our time just in the house church movement, and even in China, we think, you know, we spend about 40, 45 minutes in prayer, oh, I'm sorry, in preaching. Uh, we sing for maybe anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes. And then we have opening prayer. We have a pastor that maybe will stand up in prayer, a missionary. We might have someone close in prayer. And oftentimes we have one person pray, and the rest of the congregation is listening to that one person pray. And we don't have a lot of prayer going on. And uh, just recently, over several months ago, I thought, you know, we need to kind of change that. Our, our Wednesday nights, we normally have, a, we sing for about, we sing a couple of songs, the last anywhere from four to well, five to eight minutes. And then I only bring forth about a 15-minute message or so, 15-20 minute message. And then we spend time in prayer for about 20 to 30 minutes. On Sunday morning, we have a lot of our members because of work reasons or just distance-wise, they're not able to make it to the Wednesday night meeting. Uh, but we, we have a, a time of group prayer. We have preaching, singing, and then we have a time we give announcements. We hope people would be involved in some of the activities in the church, and but most of all, to pray for the activities of the church. And we, we say, well, we're going to have group prayer. We break off in groups of twos, threes, fours, and that's just a sweet time of prayer. Because we want everyone to be able to pray and not just have a pastor or Sunday school teacher pray and everyone's just listening to one person pray. And we believe what prayer changes things, amen? And here Isaac, 
He prayed, he prayed, he prayed. Why? Because he realized Rebecca was buried. He says, there is no other, there is no plan B or C. I realized my father Abraham, he decided, well, is it going to be Ishmael? No, I'm sorry, before that, was it going to be Eliezer? Then he says, is it going to be Ishmael? And remember, what did Abraham say? He says, all, all that Ishmael, I'm sorry, what did it say? All that Ishmael, um, there's, there's a statement there that was really offensive to God. All that Ishmael would live before thy sight. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, I'm, I'm, forgive me for that. Uh, but, you know, Abraham did not believe that he was gonna, he's going to uh, have another child through Sarai or through Sarah. Let, let's, uh, I think it's in Genesis, uh, Genesis chapter, hold on here. Oh, Genesis chapter 17, verse 18. I mean, Abraham, Genesis chapter 17, verse 18. Abraham said unto God, all oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. I mean, he wasn't even going to believe himself that Sarah is going to have a baby at age 90. But Isaac he said, you know, what Abraham did in taking on Hagar and having a child through Hagar, you know, the rest is history, I think, if you follow what happened to Ishmael. But to really say, Lord, help me to believe in this, this truth, to pray without ceasing. The Bible says in Jeremiah 33, call unto me and I'll answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Ephesians 3.20 says, But unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. Uh, this, this is a matter of, of really praying and praying and just, just trusting the Lord here. Um, I don't know how many times, to be honest with you, in my own life when I decided, you know, prayer is not enough. Trusting God is not enough. And we have our own Eliezer's. We have our own Hagar's. We have our own plan B's and C's. Because we're not trusting the Lord. And how oftentimes is there a great heartache when we go away from prayer and trusting in God? The Lord wants us to trust Him. Um, <clears throat> let me give one. Uh, let's, let's go to a couple other verses of Scripture, and then, and then we'll, we're going to wrap things up here. Look, we're looking for the Psalm, Psalm one hundred seven, Psalm one hundred seven, Psalm one hundred seven. Psalm 107. How many of you are excited when, when God hears, our, hears your prayers? Hears our prayers? Do we get excited? You know, um, really, it's, it's amazing. Um, we may never be able to have a one-on-one -on -one talk with the governor of, of California. We may never have a one-on-one -on -one talk with the mayor of Ronald Park. We may never have a one-on-one -on -one talk with President Trump. And I may never have a one-on-one -on -one talk with President Xi, who right now there's no, long, there's no longer presidential term limits. So he's now president for life, which, to be honest with you, I'm not that crazy about. Because recently he met with the president of North Korea. But what can he do? You know, I, sometimes I think, oh, wow, I, I miss President Hu Jintao. But, you know, he could look back to, and I wouldn't say those are the glory days, but, you know, we can't just reflect back. But, you know, we could pray, man. We can pray to, to the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Psalm 107. And do you believe that God loves you and me? He does. He wants us to bring us to a place sometimes where it's almost like, 
in a loving manner, God backs us into a corner. And how many of us like being backed into a corner? I don't think any of us does. But it's almost like he backs us into the corner and realizes, Lord, um, plan B and C aren't working. Well, you know, there was never anything wrong with plan A to begin with. So Isaac, don't worry. Age 20, you're going you're to have, you're gonna have uh, the next seed in line. The third generation, before the 42nd generation where, where the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, was born. Uh, Psalm 107 here. Now look with me to verse number 23. We'll just look at verse 23 the 31 there. It says, They that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commandeth and raiseth the, the stormy wind, which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to the heaven, they go down again to the depths. Their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wit's end. Have you been there? Have you been there? I mean, job, which way to go? Um, downsizing, uh, <clears throat> just family conflict, health-wise. So I'm at my wit's end. What do I do? Verse 28, I think it's the ministry. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distresses. Amen? We'll keep going to, uh, to verse 31. Um, he maketh the storm a calm, so that the waves there are still. Then are they glad, because they are quiet. So he bringeth them into, unto their desired haven. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Do we trust God's sovereignty? I mean, do we really trust God's sovereignty? Because, some, you know, sometimes I, I, I struggle. I really do. I mean, the father of our, of our faith, Abraham, struggled. Is that right? And, you know, it, it's, I mean, we do struggle at times. But we have good examples and we have examples that would remind us, hey, Abraham made some choices. And there were a lot of really negative consequences as a result of the choices he made. And sometimes we end up suffering the consequences. Is that right? When we choose a plan B or C. But we just praise the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men. And also, the last verse in Psalm 107, the last verse, verse 43, it says, Whoso is wise and will observe these things, even they shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord. You know, because the Lord loves you and I, sometimes he brings difficulty in our lives to remind us that plan A has never failed. And that plan A, we sing the song a lot, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus. Not miserable, but to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and Obey. And one of those ways that we're showing trust is pray without ceasing. Pray and pray and pray. And Isaac, even if you're at age 40, you, I brought Rebecca to you. Don't think about taking another woman. Don't think about taking another Hagar like, like, like your father did. Amen? Don't think about adopting. Just pray. Just pray. Just pray, just pray, and that's age 60. 20 years later, Isaac came. Amen?
Here's another example, and then we'll be done. The last example is in James, James chapter 5, James chapter 5. And then we'll be done here. James 5. James 5, verse number 16 here. James 5, verse number 16. Are we okay this evening? I don't know if we're learning anything new. I don't, I don't want to be redundant. I'm sure you hear some wonderful preaching here through your pastor. And I don't know if anything from the story of Isaac having to entreat the Lord because his wife was buried. I don't know if that's a new revelation or if it's something that the Lord might use or mind us. Boy, plan A works. We need to pray. We need to pray. Look at James chapter 5, verse number 16. Confess your faults one to another. And I'm confessing my faults. Sometimes I don't pray as I should. And pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. It, it avails much. I, I was mentioning Brother Lee. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to groom him to be the pastor. He doesn't know it yet. But, you know, I'm, I'm praying. I'm praying the Lord would, would touch his heart. Uh, you know, I, I can't call anyone in the ministry. Is that right? God is a calling. Who am I? I'm just a sinner saved by grace. You know, I'm, I don't plan to put any pressure on him. I'm saying, boy, you know, you know what President sees, but you know what he may be doing. And, and I'm, you know, although I look Chinese, I'm, I'm American-born Chinese, and I don't want to put any pressure on him. But, you know, I believe the fervent, it says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Amen. But look at verse 17 there. Elias, so we know that's Elijah, was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. But in between all that, well, not really in between, near the end of that time, he also prayed fire down from heaven. Remember that contest on Mount Carmel? Okay? So during that three, three and a half years, you know, you think most of the time when you think of the prophet, you think they're prophesying. Is that right? You know, thus saith the Lord. And he's warning Israel, they're backsliding, they're, they've gone back into idolatry, they're worshiping Baal. But for three and a half years, he was in hiding. I mean, he was in hiding. I mean, there was a, I mean, a wicked king Ahab was after him. It was Ahab, is that right? My, my history, okay. it, was, it was Ahab, right? And Ahab wasn't just going to, you know, find him a thousand dollars and let him go. Uh, Ahab wasn't going to capture him, just have him sit in jail for 24 hours. I mean, I'm sure Ahab wanted to torture him before, before he, he, he killed him. So he was in hiding for three and a half years, but he wasn't preaching, was he? He said, well, what kind of backslidden prophet of God is this? <laughs> People need preaching. They need, they need preaching. They need the law of Moses. They need to give you under conviction of the Holy Spirit. By the law of the, is the knowledge of sin, but he was hiding for three and a half years. But wasn't God doing the work? What man could not do, God was already working, well, we say in the background. He's always working. And on Mount Carmel, the Bible says all the children of Israel went to Mount Carmel. All, several times there in 1 Kings 17. They went to Mount Carmel. And he says, well, when we finally got to start preaching, he says, well, how long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, worship him. If Baal be God, worship him. And what did they, what did they do? They answered him not a word. They still had no idea. 
But when did they finally say, the Lord, He is the God, the Lord, He is the God? Because of answered prayer. Is that right? The fire came down. It was very obvious who, who the Lord God is. And I don't know how many people would be convinced, even lost family members, loved ones around us, would really believe, hey, I think your God is real. I mean, people pray to other weird things, beads and rosaries and whatnot from the Catholic faith, Hinduism, Buddhism, and other types of prayers. But they realize, you know, there's something different about the prayers from Berean Baptist Church. I think it was Andrew Murray who said this. I, I, forgive me if, I, if I'm misquoted, but I, I think he said this. He said this, um, only God can move mountains, but only prayer moves God. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. But Elijah, he was a man subject to like passions, such as, such as we are. Which means what? I think sometimes he struggled for three and a half years. What was he doing? Don't let it rain, don't let it rain. Get the attention of the whole nation. There's a famine, there's a drought. And it plummeted their economy, I'm sure. And then before everyone was willing to go up to Mount Carmel. Sometimes prayer is not as exciting as preaching or teaching a, a Sunday school lesson, is it? Because you're praying behind closed doors and no one's watching you pray. Unless you want to be a Pharisee. But wow, Isaac, you're 40 years old when you married Rebecca. When did you become a father? Oh, three score years. Elijah, how long did you pray for? Three and a half years. And we have family members who are still not saved, but are we going to stop praying? Keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. Amen? It's a lot to pray for. <clears throat> Let's stand for closing prayer. It's, um... <clears throat> Father, forgive us, Lord, forgive me. Lord, you know my prayer life could be better. Lord, sometimes instead of praying, we scheme. Lord, the father of our faith, Abraham, he was weak in faith. He faltered. And now we know even in the Middle East and the whole Palestinian and Israeli conflict all came through Abraham. Because of his relationship with Hagar, which should never have happened. And the rest is history, which is unpleasant history. But Father, I pray, Lord, I know he first thought it was Eliezer, then he thought it was Hagar and Ishmael, and he even said, oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. And Father, I pray, Lord, that we won't scheme and have our own plan B's or C's. But Lord, we truly trust and obey you. We pray and pray and pray. Because, Lord, we can trust your sovereignty, your wisdom, your loving kindness. Sometimes, Lord, we reel to and fro. We're at our wit's end. But Lord, help us to trust your loving kindness and your goodness to the children of men. Lord, thank you at times you do back us into a corner so that we finally just look, look to you and pray and not scheme. 
Father, we get excited when the Almighty God would hear our prayers. And so, Father, help us, Lord, to get excited, to get our knees and pray and anticipate. It could be three and a half years like Elias. It could be 20 years from when Isaac got married to when he finally saw the next generation. But, Lord, give us faith. Because without it, it is impossible to please you. And Lord, thank you, God, that God, through your grace, we can please you, that we've created for your pleasure, that we are and we're created. Lord, we love you. Thank you for loving us. Please, Lord, increase our faith and build up our prayer lives so that we could see that which availeth much for the glory of God and the salvation and sanctification of your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Rohnert Park, California. If you would like further information about our church, please feel free to call us at area code 707-584-7275 or write to us at Berean Baptist Church, 6298 Country Club Drive, Rohnert Park, California, 94928. Additionally, you may visit us on the World Wide Web at www dot bbaptist dot org